0: Why is it so difficult to, to become more efficient? And why is it so complex for a business to business company um, to go online? In our, uh, one of our previous episodes, we talked about how B2B commerce, bringing your business online, could help sales teams become more efficient. And I'm sure you do as well, get a lot of questions. Why is it so difficult to become more efficient? And why is it so complex for a business to business company To go online because many people in the professional but also in your personal life have also
1: that b2c perspective so i'm sure that's a question you you get all the time a lot a lot to be honest yeah no definitely so yeah where shall we start with explaining this this is what you have right at these birthday parties exactly look i i always say but i'm curious how you deal with this but I always say it's a little bit depending on who you talk as well, right? Because if it's your grandmother, it's different maybe than an uncle or a friend. But I always say business to business, right, is a little bit higher up in the supply chain, meaning that it's companies that do not deliver to end consumers, but to other companies in the market who play a role in the supply chain. And why is this so different than B2C e commerce? I always compare it with e commerce that everyone knows. So, Amazon, other online platforms where people are ordering here in Dubai, noon.com is a very known player. So, right. So, you relate to something that people know yeah. and say, look over there or ordering as we know it at Amazon again. It's for you and me basically the same. We have the same assortment that we see, the same prices the same options in terms of payments, the same options in terms of home delivery or pick it up from store or somewhere else, et cetera, et cetera. So all similarities or things are the same for you and me. Yeah. In B2B, I always say everything is different. For every customer, it can be a different price, different payment option or on account, different logistics options, different assortment. So everything differs. Exactly. Well, and that's I mean,
0: always when... I do the exact same thing for some reason. I don't, I really don't know why I always use the running shoe example. So I always say, so imagine you and I would be ordering both the same pair of running shoes. I'm not a runner at all. So I don't know why I use this example, but probably <laughs> because it's relatively popular, but I always use that example. And then the moment where you said, where you just said, like, this is so different in the B2B scenario. Mm-hmm. That's typically where people are like, oh yeah, of course. Right. Right. Typically, people don't realize, obviously, sales professionals in a B2B setting do know. But uh, but explain
1: the running shoes a little bit more. You have to elaborate a little bit. Well, I I use
0: pretty much the exact same example as you do. So I say to people, so again, this this is people oftentimes outside the B2B B2B sales space, right? The B2B salesperson probably knows that there's a little bit more complexity to it. Mm -hmm. I always say, imagine you and I would be ordering the same pair of running shoes as a consumer. We may have different sizes, but still we would have all the stock levels or at least insight yeah. in which sizes are in stock and which are not in stock. I could have same day delivery. You could have same day delivery. I could have yeah. delivery at my home or at my work address or well, you would have that same option. If I would want to yeah. check out using my credit card or whatever yeah. other means I have, a debit card or wherever in the world you are, what's the usual way to, to check out? We would both have the same options. Well, would there be any difference imaginable between you and me in our shopping experience? Well, could people, no, I don't think so. I no, think
1: everyone going won't. to that same web store is having the same yeah. experience. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, good one. So you make it specific with a specific example of someone exactly. buying Exactly. That a may be why I product. use the running shoes. That's a good one. So many one. people run. I, yeah. I think no. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. That's a good one. Okay. And when we're talking, because we discussed before around, efficiency right in b2b e-commerce so when we talk about e-commerce of course well, doing business online for these companies that deliver services and products to other companies but we talked about efficiency but first on this complexity side how is this then managed maybe without e-commerce but how is this complex world that we're describing with an example with the running shoes which is right how, how is this managed with b2b companies
0: yeah, well, maybe first a side note, like we are playing as if B2C commerce has no complexity whatsoever. That's obviously, yeah. obviously not true. There's backend no, there's systems there and there's, there's, Absolutely. Uh, there's quite some complexity there too, but it's other complexity. Or, or, yeah, exactly. Different complexity and maybe less because all this online complexity, search engine optimization, that kind of thing, CRO or conversion optimization, that's the same, right? So you have that in B2P, you have that in B2C as well. Yeah. But if you go to that specific B2B complexity, right? some of the examples you used, if you are a consumer, for instance, you typically have one invoicing address and then probably one shipping address or ship to address, right? So you probably have the invoice sent to your email address and then your goods shipped to your address or maybe you would want to put in a different address. And that's fine if you have to, to put in a different address because you want to have it delivered at your work address or at your friend's address or whatever, that's fine. But if you're a professional buyer, You will have multiple delivery addresses all the time. Maybe you have 10 or 15. You place one order and you want to have some parts of your order delivered at one delivery address and some at others. You don't want to go through the motion of keying in 15 different delivery addresses for all the different parts of your order all the time. right? So that's one example. We could go on and on and on. So... In the offline scenario, and this is something that B two B sales professionals will definitely recognize. Mm-hmm. In the offline or maybe more traditional scenario, a customer calls in or sends an email, places an order. A customer is then, in case it, the customer sends an email, the customer is not bothered by how you process it, right? Yeah. So the sales employee just goes to the system that manages all that complexity, which is the ERP, and then kind of translates the email to an order in the ERP or keys in the order in the ERP and then manually says, hey, this part of the order needs to go there. This part needs to go there. This yeah. is the customer-specific pricing for this particular customer. This is the specific promotions or discounts. But now in an online scenario, you have to bring all that complexity online. So whoever is going to that same web store will have yeah. to have a very specific or personalized experience. Yeah. In order to be adopting, of course.
1: Now, what you're saying is basically that this complexity that we're talking about that is managed in the ERP from a system perspective within a B two B company, correct? Yes. And how do you explain, by the way, ERP to uh, people who are asking for that, just to understand what is the ERP doing there? Again, if you the say they handle- if it's your grandma or or, uh, <laughs> or a B two
0: B sales professional, but but right, ERP yeah. stands for uh, Enterprise Resource Planning. So for people that don't know. I just say the ERP is a, is a software package or a software program or a product, mm-hmm. whatever It's software that manages that kind of processes. So pretty much everything from order to yeah. cash, typically everything is logged and, and managed and processed in that particular application, right. which is oftentimes maybe the most. Complex and comprehensive application a company runs, yes right? Because it's so it, well, it's it's so comprehensive. It manages orders, customers, pricing, products, interfaces with warehouse management systems, right? So it's it's oftentimes a very complex and well a
1: comprehensive application. Yeah, so it's an IT system basically within the B two B companies that is used by a lot of people that has the data stored in it when it comes to products, when customers. Finance and so on, and also yeah. the processes are run by the system, right? So, exactly what you call business logic, which is set in there. All right. Yeah. So, if, okay. so if it's your grandma again,
0: right? There's a sales employee that receives an email or a fax or yeah. a phone call that just keys in the order in, into the system, and then the rest yeah. goes automatic, so, right? Yes. Not automatic. There but you go. Well, almost. Goes, <laughs> yeah. The The system manages the order and processes the order and makes yeah. sure that it gets to the next, say, stage.
1: Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. And we are saying like, okay, maybe this is obvious for B2B people that are working at B2B companies, sales leaders that are working at B2B companies. I'm not sure what your experience is, Tim, but in my experience, this differs a lot. So even people working with it for B2B companies and also sales leaders working for B2B companies, some know all about the ERP. Some say, oh, this is my key system, right? They know all about it. But I've also come across sales leaders and other people that are working for those B2B companies that don't know that much about it, right? They say, okay, my job is doing sales and this is a backend system maybe. And there are, yes, that's probably important, but that's not my cup of tea. What is your experience there? Yeah, similar. Well, end of the day, someone has to put the order
0: into the system. So that someone may either be another system or an e-commerce solution or a human being, right? So that someone indeed doesn't necessarily have to be the salesperson, him or herself, right? So it could very well be that salespeople are sending emails to their order desk as well, right? So, hey, I sold this to customer X, Y, and Z. Here's the contract, please process, right? And then someone keys it in.
1: Definitely. That's true. Maybe one other example of what an ERP is helping with and doing at a B2B company. One of our guests at the podcast was Dick Boss, right? From Philips. Yeah. They are in healthcare. So there's a whole episode focused on that as well, but maybe generalizing. So, I'm not speaking about Philips itself, but generalizing for the healthcare business, you also typically see that this ERP system plays a crucial role in the complexity within the healthcare industry and business, right? Highly regulated, typically. So, for example, in serving a lot of customers, a lot of different customers, really crucial for these healthcare companies that they take into account the regulations that are there. And that sometimes mean they can only sell a certain product to a certain customer or a certain group of customers. Can you give, I'm sure Dick mentioned
0: some examples as well, but maybe it's good to, if you say different customers, to elaborate a little bit on what kind of customers could a healthcare company potentially have?
1: Yeah, good question. So that can be hospitals, of course, it may be very obvious. It can be Wholesale companies that have, uh, provide their products and services to uh, healthcare and end users of uh, in the healthcare sector. It can be independent pharmaceutical businesses, right? So really smaller businesses that directly order from them. Maybe you have additions. I think it's, uh, yeah, you have these purchasing companies that do the purchasing in healthcare for a group of healthcare yeah. providers. And then, talking about maybe not types of customers, but also these regulations come into play when it comes to, for example, regional borders. And yeah. So sometimes these regulations come into play. You can only sell this in the UK and not outside of the UK, right? So because of, of the regulations that are there. So yeah, coming back to the example, the highly complex environment very critical that this goes well. And the ERP plays a key system in making sure that in the database and the logics of that system, that this is exactly stored and managed. And that for example, an order is put in that it can maybe not put in for this customer if it's not possible to sell to that customer, right? Yeah yes. I, know, I know so
0: but going back to the grandma example or that party example <laughs> I always and, and I'm sure you know who I'm talking about if I say we have a customer that sells bedding right mattresses yeah I use this example often as well because it's so easy to understand for people so this is a company manufacturing bedding and they have three different customers they may have more but just for the sake of the example to keep it simple they yeah. have three different customer types they yeah. sell their own product in their flagship stores yeah that's one that's an internal customer but that's a customer they have retail stores who sell their products as well. Yeah. You can imagine that the flagship independent store... Independent retailers. Independent retailers, yes. Yeah. You can imagine that the flagship store pays a completely different price as an internal customer compared yeah. to the independent retailer. Volumes may be different also. Yeah. And then the third customer type I always use is a large hotel chain. So that's also a customer out there. They have a large hotel chain that orders all their bedding from this particular yeah. manufacturer directly right? This independent retailer may have one brick and mortar store. Every order will have to be shipped to that particular brick and mortar store, whereas the hotel chain will have one invoicing address and 300 hotels across the globe to which all those different parts of those orders will have to be shipped, right? That's what a different customer profile or different customer type could could look like. And there's millions of different examples.
1: I love the example, Tim. One last example, maybe, Tim, we can go on and on, of course, on this, but We will have a guest in one of the next episodes who has a lot of experience in automotive. Well, also there, a lot of complexity in the business, right? When it comes to spare parts, for example, those spare parts products have article numbers. Sometimes for the same product, you have different names that are used in the market. When it comes to alternative products, is a certain spare part from a certain supplier is not available, you want to recommend let's say the same spare part, but from a different provider or brand yeah. and so on. So quite some complexity. Assembling. and we- Exactly, exactly, there you go. So you have many more examples when it comes to complexity in automotive. And again, where is this managed? Typically it's managed in the ERP. Sometimes also, of course, with other systems connected to that, you have also large automotive databases in the market and so on. But yeah, this complexity needs to be managed and that makes also e-commerce and that brings us maybe to the next step on this right makes it so complex to run this because it's less straightforward you could say than in the in the consumer market so maybe tim talking about this next step we've talked about erp we've talked about all the complexity with many examples on the b2b side but how do companies then bring this online and and what are the problems there with maybe efficiency because apparently a lot of companies tried to bring their business online b2b business but they weren't able to really run this efficiently true well i I think part of the challenge there is that the majority
0: of e-commerce platforms out there are main what we call mainstream e-commerce platforms which are designed to create a great experience and all nothing wrong with that but they're not necessarily designed to manage that complexity. The question also is, do you want your e-commerce platform to manage that complexity at all? Because it's already managed. It's already managed mm-hmm. in that ERP that we just mentioned. But we also concluded in one of our previous talks uh, around adoption that you have to be able to provide your customers, as a B2B company, to provide your customers with that personalized experience, right? They have to have their pricing and their product assortment. well, following also the examples you just gave. So if you know those two things, right? So you don't want your e-commerce platform to manage that complexity because it's already managed in your ERP. And at the same time, you also know that the majority of ERP platforms are mainstream, which means that they're not designed to manage complexity, but also not designed to work with a platform with an ERP that manages that Mm -hmm. complexity. That's where it gets difficult. That's exactly what SinoCommerce solves, right? So again, back to that party talk. Yeah. If people are so, so what are you doing? Well, that's what we help companies solve. We help to overcome yeah. them that kind of complexity, and that makes them more efficient.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is it then so complex? To I don't know. What the, we talked about some examples, right? So maybe in healthcare with this assortment, yeah, the e-commerce solutions out there. Can you not just set up the assortment in the e-commerce platform and then set these rules for these customers? say, okay, yeah. I can only sell this in the UK because of the regulation. So suddenly, why is there a problem? Again, you also mentioned in B2C e-commerce, there's complexity in different ways. This can also be managed in e-commerce platforms on the consumer side. So what's what's the problem?
0: Yeah, so the answer to your first question, uh, yes, you sure can. You can set up product sets and product assortments in, in mainstream commerce platforms. That's not a problem at all. Mm-hmm. The thing is that, well, so even if you don't know much about master data management, everyone will understand that if you have whatever data you have, but if the data has to be always accurate and always reliable, yeah. then the best way to go about that is to have one single source of truth. So one place, one, one data, version, one version of that data, right? Because if you have two places where you store this data, then potentially you get two versions of the truth. Then yeah. the question is, what's the truth, right? No. That's where it becomes difficult then. So if you have... Although, even though your e commerce platform may be very capable of creating segments or maybe even managing your pricing logic inside your e commerce platform or whatever other logic you have, if it's living there and in your ERP, where it will have to remain to be living because your customers will not overnight no. stop calling your, your sales team or will not overnight stop emailing, or maybe most of our customers as well just want to provide their customers with an omni channel strategy. So, we'll allow them to use email, as well as web store, as well as phone, right? So whatever serves them best. Yeah. So we'll have to remain to be managed in the ERP. Well, the best way to then get to that data is to integrate with the ERP, not replicate it, not create a second version of the truth, but just fetch it from right where it lives inside the ERP. And that's a very difficult thing to do. Won't get into all the technicalities if people are interested. Um, mm-hmm. I recommend listening to Arno Ham's podcast, B2B eCommerce integrated, right? That's way too much technical depth for our podcast, but that's a very difficult thing to do.
1: Right, right. And then maybe making this even more relevant for the sales leaders listening in, right? Because again, sometimes this can also be perceived as still a technical story. Okay, ERP complexity is managed in that IT system. Then you're explaining like, okay, you want one version of the truth, right? You don't want to replicate the second system where this complexity is managed but why is that relevant for that B2B sales leader?
0: Well, first and foremost, if you allow your customers to self-serve, giving them access to that part of your data that Mm -hmm. is relevant to them and then self-serve, so place their own orders, that just removes manual work or that removes the necessity to key in the orders for your sales teams. So that frees them up to do other stuff, for instance, sell more or yeah, yeah, yeah. look for find new customers or speak more to existing customers to better understand what else it is that they may be interested in. So that's a m- massive part of becoming more efficient from a sales leadership or sales representative viewpoint.
1: So what you're saying with e-commerce for sales leaders, this saves up time for them, for their teams, because of their customers being able to self-serve, having in this extra online channel, so time is taken away, basically, that is now spent on serving those customers that could be spent differently, correct? Yeah. And ideally still spent serving customers, but in a different fashion. Yeah. Indeed. yeah. But you also have sales leaders who already have an e-commerce platform. So they would say, well, I already have an e-commerce platform, so I don't think I can save time there. Well,
0: <laughs> that depends, of course. So if it's not integrated into your ERP, And that naturally means, so if there's no native integration, if you don't fetch that that logic and the data that we all just discussed, if you don't fetch it directly from the source, chances are that that creates errors, right? Because that by default means you're creating a second version of the truth and the second version of the truth pretty much always. And again, even if you don't know much about master data management, everyone realizes if you have two versions of the truth, chances are there will be differences between those two versions. Yeah. And differences mean error. So incorrect orders or incorrect information shared with customers or, and to repair and that all that hurts stuff, the customer experience, it, it right? Hurts, it, yes, it hurts the customer experience, but also who's repairing all those errors? Yeah. Who, who will be answering those calls and who will be explaining to those customers that stuff went wrong and, and that they will be fixing it? Yeah,
1: that's an interesting one because some people would say, well, IT will fix this. But your point is actually, well, the sales teams need to fix it because they get the calls from the customers. Of
0: course. Yeah. yeah. And even though it may be an IT challenge or an IT issue, the customer yeah. still expects yeah, to, of course. the right goods and still wants to put the order in or wants to have the errors uh, corrected. So, And that will still be your sales team
1: managing that. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. No, it's a good one. And I think also for many companies that have this e-commerce platform already, right, but don't have this ERP integration, I think we both know there are so many examples where things go wrong, where the customer experiences these errors. I remember one of the customers a couple of years ago, they had a high volume sales, so a lot of volume that was processed and they kept very low stock levels. That was for several reasons as for costs, of course, but also had to do with the assortment that they were providing and the suppliers that they had. So anyway, long story short, they kept low stock levels. So that means of course, high volume with low stock levels means that it's very quickly out of stock. So stock levels were so crucial for this company and with their e-commerce platform that they had that didn't have a solid integration or true integration, you could say with the ERP. Yeah. They had so many times that customers were did place their order online and then after half an hour or earlier or later customer service checked internally the order was already given away right and oh yeah now the online order came through in the erp but it was too late so they had to call the customer say i'm very sorry but the order that you've placed, we can deliver it, but but not this week or whenever you were expecting this because we don't have stock. So give us a little bit of time. Well, that's of course what I would say the nightmare of sales leaders are because if you want to sell, if you can sell, you want to deliver, you want to keep up to your and promise.
0: It's not only the time spent by those sales teams. So literally fix what what's broken, right? So to literally correct the order, for instance, mm-hmm. they also have to repair... The damage done to the relationship or to the trust that this yeah. customer has or had in your yeah. company. Right? So that's all that's all time and energy wasted. Really. Time and energy that could have been spent on well selling to other customers or selling more to the same customer. Cool. Good. All what right, do you so think? yeah. Yes. <laughs> well I think I, I think I know a solution to all this. <laughs> Indeed, I think if you manage to get all this data and logic directly from where it lives and make that available to your customers. That's how this leads to making your sales team more efficient. Right? Yeah. That that's what we started off with. So the question we often get is it's great that your product makes sales teams more efficient, but how does it work? Why does mm-hmm. it make sales teams more efficient? Well, these are some examples and then also yeah. a little bit the deeper layer of of that how is that possible? How do we make it possible to become more efficient or to become
1: better? Definitely, Tim. And maybe right, broadening this even in terms of for who is this? relevant i think sales leaders yes well we talked about it yes for them highly relevant but also on the finance side right cfos and we know that it became more and more important it is more and more important nowadays cfos are much more involved in decisions as well that when it comes to efficiency how important this is right looking at the cost levels that have been increasing due to inflation well, everything that's going on in the market. So I think even not only for sales leaders and IT, but for a much broader audience, this is a relevant topic and maybe worthwhile to investigate in case you have an e-commerce solution running as a B2B company to dive into this and really look at the complexity that is managed in the ordering process and in serving your customers. And how is this currently done? And how is this currently going? Right. And then I'm sure they will find many improvements possible that could help them to become much more efficient than they think they already are. Agreed, agreed.
0: And that helps also the sales, the sales leader to make the CFO happy, right? Because if you, yeah. as a sales team, become more efficient, your cost of sale, so the average money you spend to be able to sell or to get a dollar in return, right? The more efficient you are, the lower your cost of sale gets, the more happy uh, your CFO will. Be.
1: Thanks, Tim. I think we touched a lot about the uh, complexity in B2B and B2B e commerce and how ERP integration can help in different scenarios and in many industries. So, yeah, looking forward to the next episode uh, you so with you. And I think Thank we man. have a guest speaker on this as well. So, on to the next one. And thanks for listening in, everyone. Thanks again.